back here on the Urology Care Podcast with a longtime friend of the program, longtime friend of the Urology Care Foundation, a familiar voice on this podcast, Dr. Aaron Spitz, urologist in Orange County, California. Great to be back. Thank you. Today, we're going to be talking about premature ejaculation. So I'll open the discussion up by asking, what exactly is it? Can you please define it for us? Premature ejaculation is ejaculating more quickly than is desired by you and your partner. In absolute terms, we typically draw that line at about under two minutes of sexual stimulation. But premature ejaculation may be something that is a lot more rapid than that. It can be within moments. Or for some people, lasting longer than two minutes is still distressing. But in the terms that we use it in our medical literature and the way we diagnose and treat it, if it's ejaculation within two minutes or less, which is actually two standard deviations quicker than the average, which is about five minutes, we consider that premature ejaculation. What are some of the causes of premature ejaculation? Why does this happen? So premature ejaculation is most commonly just a normal variation. For the majority of men with premature ejaculation, this is just simply how they are wired. Ejaculation is the result of a very complex interplay of nerves, hormone signals, and even psychological factors that all converge and trigger a response from a special part of the spine called the spinal ejaculation center. And it's a lot more physical than psychological. And for the majority of men, This is just how their physiology is. However, fortunately, this can be changed or improved to suit the desires of the man and his partner. And so now that modern life has given us more of the luxury of time and leisure and sex has become more recreational and less procreational, we have focused our attention on the quality of sex and these aspects of how long we may be lasting and how we may be pleasing our partners. And so for men who are just naturally going to ejaculate rapidly, there are techniques, methods, medications that may allow them to last longer. In a smaller percentage of men, it may be something that occurred subsequently in their lives. They weren't always this way. And probably the most common cause is erectile dysfunction difficulty keeping or maintaining an erection. And because a guy may have trouble lasting, keeping that erection up, he may train himself even subconsciously to finish off before he loses his erection. And that's the most common cause of erectile dysfunction other than just an inherent predilection to ejaculate more quickly. How is premature ejaculation diagnosed? So premature ejaculation is diagnosed simply by the patient reporting that they are ejaculating too quickly and the doctor interviewing them to find out. Now, there are some patients who come in with unrealistic expectations, often fueled by pornography, that they have premature ejaculation because they're not lasting 20 or 30 minutes. And as I mentioned, the average duration of sexual intercourse is about five minutes. But for the guy who comes in and reports ejaculating within a couple minutes or less, or even within just the first few moments of foreplay uh, or, or touch, Um, that makes the diagnosis. There's not a blood test. There's not an ultrasound or or other sort of 
technological study to uh, confirm it. It's really just by report. Can you give me a rundown on some of the treatment options for premature ejaculation? So there are a variety of treatment options for premature ejaculation that range from behavioral therapy to prescription medication. On the behavioral side, a person can be trained to reset their reflex, to reset that point of no return with a technique that is often referred to as start-stop, in which a person will gradually increase the amount of stimulation they allow themselves to experience on their penis and then stop before they reach that point of no return and then start up again and see if they can go a little bit longer and then move from, say, manual stimulation to partnered stimulation. And with deliberate practice over time, with instruction from a specialist, they can, in fact, reset their reflex and last longer. But this sort of approach doesn't work for everyone, or not everyone has the inclination to do it. And for these people, they can move on to an over-the-counter remedy that is a topical spray that reduces the sensitivity of the nerves in the skin of the penis. There are a variety of these, but they all have a similar fundamental ingredient, which is typically lidocaine or a lidocaine-like agent, which is similar to what you might be given in the dentist chair to numb your gum for a tooth extraction, say. The lidocaine is administered as a spray or lotion onto the skin, gets absorbed into the skin, and for a short amount of time will decrease the sensitivity of the nerves. Some of the better formulations have very little contamination of the partner, so it's really just the guy who has a decreased sensation. And fortunately, it's not a loss of sensation, so you're not experiencing intimacy with a numb penis. It's just less sensation, so you can actually go longer and enjoy the experience longer before you reach that point of no return. Moving up the uh, chain of medications are then prescriptions. The most common prescription medication would be what's called an SSRI, or antidepressant that works at the level of serotonin. Serotonin is a chemical that we make in our brain that helps us to feel good or happy. However, it also helps inhibit our ability to ejaculate. And so these medications which increase serotonin have been found to cause a side effect in some of the people that they're used for to treat depression of making it difficult for them to reach climax. That side effect can be harnessed, and that same medication can be given at much lower doses specifically to treat premature ejaculation. In most cases, this kind of medication needs to be taken on a daily basis because the levels that it reaches on an on-demand basis just now and then aren't typically as reliable as they need to be. But if taken on a daily basis, can be very effective. Another medication is called Ultram, and this is a type of a narcotic but it has an interesting effect in being able to suppress ejaculation. And this can be used in an on-demand fashion. And remember, these are prescription medications and need to be prescribed and monitored by a physician. And then another remedy can be a workaround, and that is penile injection therapy. Penile injections allow the penis to become erect, and under normal circumstances, after an ejaculation, the erection goes away. This is a normal reflex and a normal response. But the penile injection is so potent that it'll allow an erection to persist for some time after ejaculation. So in this workaround, even though the man ejaculates, his penis still remains erect so he can continue with intimate relations with his partner. You talked earlier about 
erectile dysfunction and its connection to premature ejaculation. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about with that? Yeah, so for men for whom premature ejaculation is really an adaptation to their erectile dysfunction, whether it's conscious or subconscious, and again, in most cases, it's likely to be subconscious, treating the underlying erectile dysfunction will often result in also remedying the premature ejaculation. So for these men, remedies such as Viagra or Cialis or reversing bad habits, improving diet and exercise, a variety of ways in which erectile dysfunction can be improved can also result then in the improvement in premature ejaculation. Why are sexual health issues such as this one so important for people to speak up about and to talk to their healthcare providers about? Premature ejaculation is a neglected topic. A lot of attention has been placed on erectile dysfunction with the advent of Viagra and the other agents that have come along. And so everybody and anybody knows about ED and they know about the little blue pill and they know that treatment is available. But premature ejaculation has not been discussed in this way and it affects perhaps as many men as are affected by erectile dysfunction to various degrees. It affects so many men, in fact, that it really ought to be a significant public health awareness campaign. But because of the way we view sexual issues in our society, we keep these things under the cover. And premature ejaculation can be very frustrating and devastating emotionally, relationally, and it can have effects that spill over into how men view themselves and conduct themselves even outside of intimate situations, such as in their family or their workplace or in society at large. So it's an important issue to recognize, to understand, and to be able to seek care for. Do you have any other advice for men who have this premature ejaculation? Premature ejaculation is very treatable, but it is typically in the expertise of a urologist. So if you have premature ejaculation, request a visit with your urologist. And if you don't have access to a urologist, you can look at over-the-counter remedies, such as topical sprays, which typically are very safe. And there's even an app that you might look at to help you with the start-stop therapy technique on your own or with your partner without or before you get into the care of, say, a behavioral health specialist. And it's the P E-A app, or the Premature Ejaculation app, and it's quite good. Any other final thoughts before we wrap up? No, I just appreciate the opportunity to be able to get this kind of information out to our patients and to our public. Um, I noticed you're wearing a lapel pin right now uh, in the shape of an eggplant. Can you tell us about that pin? And um, I believe there's some connection between that pin and a book that you have published within the last year or so that kind of ties into the topic that we're talking about. Yeah, well, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, yes, I'm wearing a eggplant pin, which is the emoji, the eggplant emoji, which represents the penis when people text or sext each other. And it's also the design for the cover of my book, which is the penis book. And the penis book basically is one of those books that you can judge by the cover. It covers all things about the penis, and it actually goes into great depth on the topic of premature ejaculation. So my book, The Penis Book, actually is an excellent resource for men who are suffering from premature ejaculation, as well as any other condition 
or any other concern about the penis. Again, my name is Dr. Aaron Spitz, author of The Penis Book. This podcast has been brought to you by the Urology Care Foundation, the official foundation of the American Urological Association. For more information on today's topic and for all things urology health, visit urologyhealth.org. That's urologyhealth.org.